Hello and welcome to the Stoked on Spokes Podcast. 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 Wait, like SOS? Well, it's about fight. Ride, gear, races, community, and so much more. My name is Curtis White. My name is Magalie Rochette. My name is Stephen Hyde. I'm Caroline Menus. I'm Gage Heck. I am Anna McGeeley. This is the Stoked on Spokes Podcast. Let's get rolling. Hello and welcome to the 70th episode of the Stoked on Spokes podcast. Today I'm joined by Tim O'Shea and Laura Klein. How are you guys doing today? Doing great. I'm enjoying this sunny, warm weather we've had. Can you please introduce yourself and give your bicycle background? Why don't you go you first? first. Oh. <laughs> All right. My name is Laura Klein. See, my bicycling background, I've been racing, this is my 19th year of racing on bikes of some sort. I really started out in the triathlon, duathlon scene. So really just raced on that bike for many, many years. And then just over the past few years, I think 2018 is when I started racing cyclocross. I ended up buying a cross bike while recovering from a running injury. Wanted something that was like more comfortable and relaxed just to, you know, noodle around on. And of course, I was like, well, now I'm going to have to try cross and was immediately hooked on that. And then from there, I've now been doing some gravel racing, which is also a lot of fun, and a lot of mountain bikes. So that's my newest adventure is learning to ride the mountain bike and race on that. I started as a runner in about the third grade, probably 17, 18. I, I was just, when I really got into it and started racing, I was just past the uh, the junior age, so I, I could never race as a junior. And back when I started, it was the USCF, so that gives you an idea. My dad had gotten into cycling back in the, the Mercs era. He had a, a Mozzie frame, and he had more holes drilled in his bike than you could imagine. And so th- that's uh, that's how I got introduced back. I was probably about oh 15 or 16, started riding then, and then of course, I used to run race, so I got in, into bike racing right around there. So, and in the beginning, for me, it was all road, and and that was back when it, it wasn't quite the way it is now. I go to a a pro cat one two race, and I'm I'm racing with with Hincat. I mean, it was just the postal service or Bobby Julik, and, and so I would just get thrown in the deep end, you know. And I'm a thirtieth place was was you were stoked on that. So around the '90s was when I was really into the road scene. Got out of the road scene right around probably 2000, transferred into doing some triathlons, did some Ironmans. Then that changed. After that, I segued into more cross. Some mountain biking was always going on, but not a lot. Got into cross heavily. Somewhere in there, I mixed in ultra endurance uh, marathon running, and now probably about five years ago, I've kind of backed away from cross a little bit and I've gone more like gravity mountain biking. So it's kind of been all over the place, but that's fun too. So, and it, it certainly helps for what I do, right? Like I coach some people that are, you know, running 50 miles and other people are into cross. Some people are into triathlons and I've, I've kind of dabbled in all of it to, to some degree. And that's why I came to you for coaching is because I knew that you have dabbled in everything like I did. So I was like, that's someone who gets me. Yeah, yeah I, I totally get you. That's for sure. <laughs> Actually, now, not so much now because the weather's changed. I'm really digging BMX freestyle. I don't know why. Coming I, back. Yeah. Making a comeback. Making a comeback, yeah. 
My uh, Matt Timmerman, who's a pretty confident racer, said he's like Tim, you're you're aging in reverse because <laughs> most people like what I'm doing now is more gravity skill based. Most people kind of go the other way. They, they stop hitting jumps and drops and go more towards the, all right, I'm just going to do the endurance thing where I've, I've done it in reverse. Right. I don't have a lot of drive to go do a hundred mile run or a, do you guys remember when you first met? You put that in the itinerary and I'm like, I know roughly when I first heard Laura's name, but I don't think face came face to face until the, cross right until you start getting into cross but i i remember long ago at, at the bike shop hearing the name phil mccarthy mentioned your name a bunch you know just I, I just had this envision you know he was just like oh laura she's really super national fast duathlon you know athlete so i i knew of her like kind of the the aura but i didn't meet <laughs> until you jumped into cross and and honestly, I can't remember the exact day. It was probably some local cross race somewhere. I don't know. It was the same for me. You know, obviously why I, I sought him out for coaching is, you know, I had known of him for a very long time since probably the last time I lived in Syracuse before I moved away. We, I think it was the cross clinic that you held prior to the Empire cross mm-hmm. race. Yep. I think that's when we like officially yeah. pretty much met. You know, I, I knew your wife before I knew you just from cross racing. Sure. The better half. <laughs> so how has your friendship developed since then? I, I almost think it's just an accelerant for, for, for like a friendship because there's just, there's, you know, the highs and the lows. Right. And you just, you're kind of, kind of in the trenches, so to speak. So yeah, I think it's accelerated and you just get to, you know, get to know a person a little more inside and out than you would just casually. And to, I can, just add to that too it's like tim is very passionate about what he does not just in the coaching but you know what he does and his writing and everything and you know i i'm the same way about my sports so i think that has made our connection pretty strong it's just we're just both really into it and psyched on it so it's pretty cool yeah yeah laura's laura's one of those athletes where and and this isn't discrediting anybody but you know some people have an idea and they really want to be that athlete and they really want to perform and go out and do everything. But some people have more of an image in their head, but they don't really quite come through. Like a lot of top athletes, you got to back them down more than you got to. So yeah, I can totally relate to that. So we're here today because, you know, of your, your, your coach-athlete relationship. And Tim, you run PWP Coaching. Can you talk about that? I was just thinking of this story the other, the other night. Sherry, my wife, and I were at the Braylock, and I, I had gone, I had done a lot, right? I, I had went to school for photojournalism, and I was a photojournalist, which is a cool, cool thing, but that's kind of a sport in itself, and you really, it, it doesn't mesh great with the family. I mean, how many there's, there's just a ton of travel and the hours are weird. And so I got out of that and I became um, an art teacher because, you know, the photography background. And I, and I was working at Chittenango. I was an art teacher for 10 years. Uh, and that, you know, that was my track. That was great. I absolutely, I, I totally dug that. Kids came along and it's like, eh, somebody should stay home. And, you know, as, as the teacher, I was able to take a leave of absence. So we could feel it out. Hey, geez, how's it? And I could always just go back after a year and well, that turned into me never going back. All along throughout this, I'd obviously been doing endurance stuff since I was literally 12. You know, it, the, the coaching thing back when I started was kind of, it wasn't like everywhere. And now there's a bazillion coaches. But when I started, it, it was, 
there wasn't many people doing it. I remember having a conversation with my wife. We're out to dinner at the, at the Braylock. And I'm like, hey, you know, why don't I just try to get a few clients? You know, I'm still home with the kids, but I, you know, I can do a little. In the very next day, I was I was chatting with Paul Konecki of Syracuse Bicycles. And we kind of had some ideas. And, and he, he, he really was pretty integral in, in kind of getting me started. And he just knew everybody. And it wasn't long before... It, it was just growing wildfire. Within a year, I probably had 25, 30 clients, and it, it's it's it stayed that way for. It's been about fifteen years of PWP, but I was coaching runners when I was teaching, so I've been coaching over twenty years now. And Point Way Performance, that where my wife and I got married on the vineyard, and we stayed at a place called the Point Way Inn. Came up with Point Way Coaching. I didn't know that story. That's cool. Yeah, that that's uh. That's how it all happened. You know, not a, I'm not a big box type. I, I don't do a lot of, I don't really do any other than some social media posts, you know, and it's, it, there was a time I had some associate coaches, but it's just me. And I, and I just, I don't do any fancy packages. It's just, it's all been word of mouth. I just pour myself into, you know, the, the relationships that, that I have with the clients and it's just worked. So it's, it's worked this long and, you know, I'm just running with it now. I love it. It's, it's, it's just, it fits everything about what I, what I want to do. And so, yeah, that's coaching. And I just right around COVID we've got some property here in, in adjoining property owners, super gracious. And so I've got all this space and around COVID, I just went absolutely banana <laughs> trails and, and added more of a, a mountain bike skills component. And I just, it's still all run through point weight coaching, but I kind of have a, a pet name is the dirt disco is the space where I do the skills coaching this time of year can get pretty because I still have the, uh, you know, <clears throat> at no point am I going to like kind of waver on the, the online coaching, you know, my, my, my client base. I also have the trails to do and all the, the skills camps to do. So it gets a little busy, but it's, it's still manageable in the winter. It's more like just boom. I just focus on, I, I have less focus, but. It's all good. I love it. What exactly is what I've seen when you're in a building and you're having people do skills-based stuff? Is that a, a garage or a, a barn? Yeah, a the, barn? Um, <laughs> yeah. It's it's pretty tight, but honestly, you know it it doesn't get the traction that the outdoor stuff does. But like people are missing out because I shouldn't say they're missing out. I, they may not be thinking there's a value in it in, in the in the space. Yeah, that's the barn. Three people and you you can do a lot right you can like if you can't you're you're leaving stuff on the table if you know you can't track stand if you can't bunny hop you know if you can't ride skinnies all that stuff will translate and you can totally amp it up in the barn it totally works yeah what you're talking about is the barn yep it's not a big barn but it's it's big enough and now that i play around with bmx it's totally big enough <laughs> why would someone want a cycling coach well, I've got my thoughts, Laura. You might have yours. Yeah, you go first. Okay. So there's a there's a few reasons. It, it depends on everybody doesn't. First of all, everybody doesn't need a coach. Somebody needs a coach. It's usually for a, one of two reasons, maybe three. A, accountability is a big one. Some people, and I'm I'm the same. If I wanted to do something, and I'm pretty motivated, but if if I had somebody that if I knew somebody was going to be looking at it and in commenting, I'm going to be more accountable. And I think most of my athletes would say that that I pretty I'm 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 seeing and commenting on pretty much everything, right? If I put on the schedule 
even if it's I've got some some names for things, but but even if it's like the world's greatest stretch, which which I kind of like, and it's it's just a five minute thing. I I'm gonna click on that box and see that they did it, and, and if they left a comment, great. If they don't, and if I'm unsure, I'm gonna put like question mark question mark. Well, just got done, and so or if it's three sets of push ups, if it's something real basic, I'm gonna be like, well, how many, how many reps? It's not just the big massive rides. So, um, you know, it's a little bit more work on my end, but it, it's what I do. So the accountability piece, I think, is 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 pretty massive. And then of course there's you know the, the content knowledge if you will like geez what should i do today should i do a long ride how, how many long rides should i do what you know mixing up the actual the the workouts right you got frequency you've got intensity right you've got duration and, and mixing those things up and managing their fatigue levels so they're they're ready on race day so the expertise content some people are looking for so it kind of a and some people want both people don't they don't know threshold you know they don't know an interval from a tree but they need the content knowledge other people i mean i i've brought a few people on just recently that are you know seasoned good racers i mean pretty pretty high end it in in the uh cross world and you know they know they've been around they, they've been using a power meter for 15 years. i mean they know what's going on but yet they still seek me out so it it varies for different people, but I'd say accountability and expertise are obviously the most, and, 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 and sometimes it's just fun, right? I can tell I, I, I've got some clients where, you know, they just, they just like the relationship. It just, it's, it's their hobby. And this is just adding right. A richness to it. Like, you know, they're bouncing ideas off and it just becomes more of a communal thing. And it, it's a social thing on, on some level. I think that might be the, the least most popular reason, but it's a component. And they might not think that's might not be why they're going after a coach, but after they have a coach, you're like, well, this is pretty cool. But it, it's not very, but does everybody need a coach? No, absolutely not. If you're super motivated, you know, some people, they're, they're probably better better off not having a coach. <laughs> some people think they want a coach, but they don't because they were like, well, I want to do this. I want to do that. I, I don't want to, I don't want to pay and et cetera. So it's not for everybody, but that's cool too. I can chime in because I have a lot to say about what you said. Because for me in particular, accountability, I I don't need that. I've never needed that. That's why I sometimes still struggle with <laughs> putting comments in on things like the world's greatest stretch. Because like I'm just doing it like I, I forget to check in with it. I've always, I'm one of those people that never wanted to coach. Felt I was uncoachable. I'm very much like a control freak. I know what I want to do. I think I know what's best for me. And I always really enjoyed the process of building my own plans and just figuring things out, figure out what works. I liked failing and kind of like, okay, now what do I do? And, you know, that worked for me for a very long time, but now I'm getting to the age where I can't do that anymore. And I need to, and I, I still have in my head that I'm this younger athlete who can do what I used to do. And, you know, part of the reason for me getting Tim is just like, I don't know, I've been doing this for so long. I'd like somebody to just take over for me so that I don't have to figure it out on my own anymore. And I just I realized that I was still going to push myself to try to be the athlete I used to be. And that's not going to work. So I needed Tim and I rely on him to be the one to rein me in and be like, nope, you're you're sitting down today. <laughs> you're not doing anything today. So that's that's what it's been for me. But I agree with your last point about 
you know, it becomes more of a social thing. And I, I do appreciate that part of it with you because again, like we're both really passionate about this. So to be able to be excited about it and talk to you about it, it's, it's really helpful to have that connection. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. It is fun for sure. I, I, I'd much rather have, I love the, the reciprocal passion piece that you get with, with some athletes for sure. You, you're right that some people, the, the back and off piece, some, some people that's, that's where they need a coach just so they don't self detonate mm-hmm. because most people, most passionate people will, will detonate no matter how well somebody kind of knows themselves just so easy to overcook And like you were saying, you know, some people rely on me to be, you know, a get out of jail free card. Like they won't feel guilty, not riding if I put it on the schedule, but if they don't own, uh, Oh geez, should I be out riding? And so, so there is that, that's a good yeah. point. The not having to worry as much, which, which is great. And, and that's where the pressure piece for me comes in. You know, I've got some athletes where I'm like, man, if they're, uh, feeling well or on it, it's heavily on me because they've done pretty much everything just as I've said. I mean, you can always have a bad day, right? Some the best racers in the world have coaches and they still don't perform. Uh, is it the coach? And sometimes, yeah. So, but other times it's just it's just human biology. But either way, it, like okay, I mean, I know it's just a, a hobby, but I think it's it's just super important because people go to bed at night thinking about their hobby and their race and they're kind of putting me is you know i'm not in charge i'm not the boss but it but i'm part of i'm part of the uh the process with them i mean it's a reciprocal thing but you know i use the word pressure but it's like yeah like you really have really like okay i'm always super aware i'm not just cavalier but yeah whatever do whatever yeah it's not gonna matter blah 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 because <laughs> it's 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 what they it's their passion right so you got to kind of take that seriously. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm not a surgeon, but I, I still take it. Most people are pretty amped about what they're doing. I mean, it's it's their life. Most of the people that hire me, it's their life, right? So it's it's, it's pretty important, actually. What does a great coach athlete relationship look like, in your opinion? Uh, Laura, you want me to go, or you want to go? You can go first. A communication it is is way up there, right? Mutual respect is, is way up there. You know, just a, a synergy, right? Like, it, like an energy is is obviously important. I say communication because how somebody, I, I I always need to know how somebody's feeling. So some people, the comments are okay. I have I have like three categories. You know, like a like a novel, right? Some people that are like, you know, they they, they give me the what I'm getting at here is the qualitative, you know, not the quantitative. The quantitative, I, I can see their heart rate, I can see their distance, how much they climbed, I can see their intervals, the power, all that, which is all good. It's only part of the picture i i need that communication i need that qualitative piece i can look at the same file the person could have felt amazing and they were totally on a heater of a day right and it was just gonna it was awesome and they were on top of their pedals and just just pinning it or that same exact file they could have been like i was drowning i was i couldn't wait to stop and honestly the file can look very similar important how how they feel right how does how does how does that relate to what we're about to do the next day and the next day and, and sometimes i won't change anything if they felt awful i'd be like hey, it's just Point. let's let's wait and see blah 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 or other times it depending on where we are with the race whatever's coming up we might be like okay that's good to know so communication is absolutely the key the coach has to be fully invested along with the athlete 
And if you have those two things, and obviously a mutual respect, but there's nobody I work with that I don't that I don't respect. I don't know if they respect me, but everybody I, I work with, holding a high enough gut regard that I'm in it, I'm in it, and and they need to be in it. And if we communicate, you know, I, I think that's what's going to make a coach athlete relationship work. I I definitely agree with the communication piece, and I know that's something that I'm not the greatest at yet, and I'm still oh. working on. No, I I, I put you. Totally fine. I mean, okay. yeah. In terms so, of like just texting you though, when something's going on or you're always just like, just send me a text. Yeah. And I kind of struggle with the like, yeah. Am I bothering him too much? <laughs> am I a pain in the ass athlete? <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Can't bother me too much. Yeah. If I would, if, if I was going to say anything, I'd be like, why? Yeah. Why didn't you just, you're really good with the training <laughs> comments. But sometimes, so the way it works, Alan, is I go in once a week on their calendar, right? And that's when I really dissect and plan ahead. And I put comments in for every workout. Like even the world's greatest stretch, I'd be like, you know. And I, I'm totally fine with somebody like Laura not putting in comments for the greatest stretch because I know she's doing them because everything else is is chimed in. So that was kind of in jest when I mentioned that earlier. I also say, I'm going to go in your calendar once but life doesn't happen perfectly once a week. So our communication is unlimited. Whenever you need to contact me, contact me. It, it could, I, maybe I go into your calendar on a Thursday, but it's Saturday, something's going on. You, you need to text me. I mean, whenever. So Laura sometimes may not I'll be like in the comments. I'm like, oh, you sure you should have texted me, you know? <laughs> and that, I think that's nice. It, 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 I don't think it's, it's either you being nice or you're afraid I'm going to tell you not to ride. So it's a combination. And I think it's also just me, you know, being myself and like wanting to keep some things close to me, like, uh, like something I'm worried about something. It's just like, I don't want to tell anybody, <laughs> you know, it's that like, I yep. know, it's that fear I have, but that that's on me. Like, that's something I need to work on. No, I, I, I get it. You're not alone. Trust me. Yeah. But in general, I don't have, I don't have complaints. I, I know where you are. Some athletes, I'm like, I think I know. I feel like I've got it figured out where they're at right now. And other athletes, I 100% know. Like, to a T, exactly where they are, exactly where they are with their work schedule that week and work stress and any little niggle or, you know. In the communicate, the, back to that communication piece, like, and Laura's definitely good at this, like, uh, in two weeks, I'm going here or I'm off work in three weeks. Some people will wait the week before to tell me and I'd be like, oh, if I had known that, I would have probably changed this week because you're going to have all this free time next week and we could do, we could throw in a nice volume block, right? And I probably might adapt what we're doing before, but now all of a sudden it's like, it's Sunday and I know Tuesday they're off for a week and I'd be like, oh, that would have been good to know. Back to the communication piece. Like they, they're, yes, there can be, there can be TMI, but Generally, I don't, that's not an issue. I mean, I don't have that issue with athletes is nearly to the level I have of not enough information. And the other thing I wanted to bring up with the good coach athlete relationship, the big thing for me is trust. And that's again, like, because I have always felt like I'm uncoachable because I want to be so in control of what I'm doing. So for me, it's a big thing to be able to just hand that over to somebody else and put that in their hands and just trust what Tim is giving me and trust what he's telling me to do. And I know I was probably a little bit of a pain in the beginning because I kept like challenging things because I, there was, I wanted more and there was different things that I wanted and I was kind of 
pushing back a little bit, but you know, then I settled in, you know, I learned to trust you more and just trust the process and, you know, starting to just feel how I felt like, you know, right. feeling better, feeling stronger, more rested. So, yeah, I think the the trust is a big thing because without that, there's no point. Like I've been with a coach previously and I didn't trust him and it didn't work out because I just didn't trust what he was giving me on my workouts. hundred. Yeah. There's no question. You've got, you've got to be fully invested in, in and in the trust for sh- for sure. And I, I've, I've typed this a bazillion times that not, not a bazillion, obviously, but I've typed athletes. I'm like, like, let's just give this a try. Give you know, if anything takes time, give me six months in a year. If you don't like it, fire me. Like, boom, it's, I get it. It's cool. Mostly it's, if an athlete has a little bit of a, a pushback, it's always, they want to do more always. And I'm like, okay, well, let's just go with what we're going with. And if you're just overflowing with energy and hitting, <laughs> you're never fired. Fine. Well, we're leaving something on the table, right? That's never the case. That's never the case. People have to realize the, the mind, and, and I've done it, right? I've done some pretty, and most people would think pretty long or, or hard or kind of crazy things. The mind can, can do more than the body can handle in almost all aspects. So they think they, they need it and they want it. And then maybe they were actually able to do it on some level previously, but that doesn't mean it was optimal. So I, I don't have, I'm always like, People want more. I, I, this happens, and not not with. I didn't find Laura to be over the top with this. I mean, she was normal with her. I want more. Some people really are like want more, and then I'm looking at I'm looking at workouts that aren't even getting hit. They can't even hit the numbers yet. They want more. More is is a tricky thing. Live in a vacuum. You don't have a job, and you're have a great recovery system. Fine. Let's do 23 hours a week. 24 hours a week. But who's that for? I mean, very few. I have like one or two people that I can say, all right, we're doing 20 hours this week. Yeah, back to your comment about having to say things a bazillion times. I know that there's been quite a few times, especially in the earlier days where I would get a comment that was in all caps, trust the process with like 10 exclamation points. So he was driving it home to me to (laughs) just chill out and listen and trust him. And it worked. (laughs) I trusted him. Because, because, yeah, I mean, you're you're that athlete. You're, you're an any ultra type marathon person. It's like you just keep going, right? You do not stop unless it's life or death. Like, mm-hmm. it, and I can't speak from experience, right? I, I, it's not like I, I read a book or something and I kind of know what. But I mean, I've I've, I've done the hundred mile runs. I, I know you're just like it's a whole different life experience. And I've done lots of, I mean, even. Five years ago, I would still do a, I'd do a thirty-hour week, four four weeks in a row. I, I I know what it's like to really do a lot, and I and I know what it can. You still your body's letting you do it, right? So people think, well, must be fine. <laughs> your body might let you do it, but that does not mean it's optimal. I've felt that, I've seen it, and I remember when we first were communicating, we were kind of trying to get where where I was at at the moment. I was like, well, you know, I, I think I'm finally ready to start ramping back up, and you know, doing two a days and you're like, well, how many two days? And I think I was like, oh, like at least five a week. And you're just like, okay, no, <laughs> that's not happening. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> really had to put me in my place there. <laughs> Appreciate it. As far as I know, nobody's getting younger and, you know, can't do can't I, what I used to. I finally got to the point where I realized that I can't, 
I can't train like I used to. Yeah. You know, and that's okay. It's just, you know, there's an acceptance piece there and there's kind of like this, this sadness, but uh, it's then, you know, you have a little bit of a, a pity party. You say, well, whatever, I'm, I'm, I'm still here. So it, it's, yeah. and you just, you just have fun with it, whatever level you're at. And that's why it's been so important for me to work with Tim is because I'm having to reach that acceptance level and having him there to like have my back and guide me has been like huge for me. Yeah. It's good stuff. What makes you different than other coaches? Um, first looking for new clients. I, I don't know what other, how many clients other coaches have, but I've got quite, I just got an email this morning about, absolutely. And, and here's why, you know, some people say, well, that's too many to coach, but I don't know. I always, you know, some people would say hundred miles is too many miles to run. <laughs> I, I always, I, I've never turned anybody away, uh, especially now, right? Kids are going to college. It's like, this is my, this is all I do. This is, it, it's, it's, it's my job. Yeah. I, I'll always take clients. I'm not going to take 50, but <laughs> what sets me apart? I, you know, I, I don't really think like that. I just think it's, I'm a good fit for what seems to be a reasonable number of people because uh, you know, I I've had some clients a long time, long time. I, I think about over the years, I'm like, it's almost like, Oh my God, this person has been paying me for 11 years. I have a pretty good retention. So, you know, people come, people go, I don't take it personal and that's fine. So I don't know that anything sets me apart other than that. I, I seem to maybe have a good connection with, with athletes and my, my communication piece is, is solid, but you know, I'm sure a lot of coaches, I'm not the best coach in the world by any stretch, but you know, I think I, I'm passionate and I take it seriously and I communicate well, other than, I mean, there's not a client that I have that isn't idiot with my typos and it's just it's it's all <laughs> could make it a priority i mean just last night sherry was looking at something and it, you know it was your and i'm, I'm like i know it's you are <laughs> half time i'm talking with siri and i could i could definitely do better with that but i i tell people right up front that like look i'm not as dumb as i sound i don't know that i've ever lost a client because of it and i like i said it's 13 years and or 15 years with the with the pwp so uh, I'm rolling with it, but yeah. Sometimes not- it is like a little puzzle when I'm like, "What yeah. word did he actually mean to put there?" <laughs> Phil, it's it's entertaining. Can you fill Tim text? <laughs> Read Tim text. But yeah, I don't I don't think I'm uh, I'm not any like oh I do this or I do that. I, uh, it's just, I'm just I try to be a good fit and be, you know be all the things that a person needs. I'm a bit of a chameleon, you know. Some people, um, you know, most people, I'm just 100 my boisterous self but you know i i try to blend to the person and what they need and so yeah i think what makes tim stand apart at least what it did for what what it was for me is just because he is so well-rounded and that you know he's done ultra marathons and he's done iron man like he's not just a a single focused athlete or coach like you know he he brings all that experience to the table which makes me feel comfortable because you know, I, I've been an ultra runner and kind of still want to be sometimes. So the fact that he can understand that and know how to pivot is very helpful. And also, like he said, like his boisterous self, like his energy is, I think, huge. I don't have like a ton of experience with coaches, but, you know, he definitely has a different energy that he brings, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just fun. It's just, it's not, you know, it's not really work. I mean, it, 
it's work, but I just, I just, that's, that's, that's it. Yeah. I don't have to, I just be me during the day and that's that. <laughs> so you talked about that you've over the years gotten into mountain biking. Laura loves mountain biking. So let's just talk about mountain biking. What, what makes it so special mm-hmm. in both of your eyes? Why is it the thing that you mainly focus on? I did. I mean, I, I way back in the, in the late nineties, I, I did have a mountain bike and I did some cross country racing uh, just on atrocious bikes, but I was, I was the, uphill, I was the, 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 the uphill guy. I wasn't very good at downhills, but I could climb, right. I had all the road, the big high level road racing in me when I was younger, that, that was my thing. So I, I had always mountain bike totally, like I said, got away from it, did all sorts of other things. And then bikes started to get a little bit better and, I don't know. I just, it was like kind of a thing. And I was, I was always kind of freaked out with downhills, you know, going back even that 10 years, I, w- I wouldn't say I was freaked out, but I just, I was just, I was stiff and I, I just wasn't optimized I'd go down them, you know, as fast as some of the other people, like I said, I, I, I don't bores the word, but I just been doing everything. So I'm like, well, let's figure this out. Right. It's not rocket science. It's, it's not like we're, I'm, I'm not trying to do like, you know, triple backflips and, and you know triple tail lifts just just being a decent gravity ride can't it can't be that hard let's figure it out it just turns out it's super fun right i say now like most of the riding i do i'll still have some big days like you know more in, like big days but most of the mountain biking i do now is, is based on going down and it it turns out that's fun while you're doing it right like uh, a lot an interval session is kind of fun and, and gratifying after, but a mountain bike session is it's fun and gratifying after, especially if you kind of unlock some things you're like, Oh, like whatever you, you get a drop you've never dropped before, or you pull off a first, or you, you're just feeling real loose on the jumps or something, or you, whatever you clean a rock garden, anything that's kind of like a win, right? That's like winning a race. Nobody sees it necessarily. Maybe your buddies do, but it, there's that high of that, right. And you get that during the event and where, you know, an interval session is usually just fun after the mountain bike session is fun during and after and, and it's new. It's just, it's anything different bringing up Phil McCarthy, but he said, he was saying something the other day. I'm like, yeah, time speeds, time seems to be speeding up as you get older. He goes, well, that's because you're just doing the same stuff over and over. And I'm like, well, maybe, maybe, maybe I guess I get this one. I better get into BMX. I better start doing something different. Mm-hmm. But, but the mountain bike to me, the, the, the flow is, Depending on what kind of mountain biking you do too, even if you do cross country racing, you you just mix in flow. And I also love the the piece of you need to be present, right? You can't be thinking. You can go out on a long Z two ride, and if something's bugging you, you can depending on the person. Some people just will start thinking about that thing that bugs them, and it's not even that fun of a ride. They've been thinking about their they got this conversation going in their head that's kind of negative, right? You don't do that mountain biking or you are you're going straight to the hospital <laughs> mountain biking you're you're focused and you completely forget about everything by the time you get done with the ride you're like oh oh yeah that's right that that problem's going on in my life but you, you've forgotten about it and you're still getting the workout and so not only the flow state but the mental flow state you get into is pretty cool and again like i said all the firsts like all the like it's like an arcade game it's like like when you start whatever, whatever it may be, you ride a, a, a wheelie for a while or you get a nice that backside of a jump and you just hit it perfect. It's like, well, that's the coolest thing in the world. That, that's kind of why I like it. For me, I, I feel like it was a bit of a natural progression because 
you know, early in my career, everything was on the road. The running was on the road. The riding was on the road. And then I got into trail running and, you know, just really fell in love with trails, just being off the road, away from the traffic, in nature, just peace and quiet, just enjoying the scenery. So now doing that on my bike, it just seemed like the next natural move. But kind of like, you know, what Tim said about things don't necessarily get boring, but I definitely like trying something new and sucking at it and then getting better because it's fun to improve, you know. <laughs> and, you know, just like you were saying with, you know, when I go out and ride and I'm able to ride a technical spot that I, I haven't before, I'm just like so pumped. Like, wow, I just did that for the first time. Like, that's so cool. Like, I can, the progression is real time. Yeah. Like, you can see the progression while you're out riding. And I even wrote on my comment this week for like the second 90 minute ride that I did. I was just like, that just went by so fast. Like, I'm looking down, like, oh crap, I got to go home now. Like, I'm almost done with 90 minutes. Like you get into that flow and you're just having fun out there in the trails and you feel like you can go forever where like, if you're doing an interval session or something on the road, you're just like, man, am I done yet? <laughs> can I be done now? And I, I don't have that with mountain biking. So yeah, I just, I just love trying new things and just having to learn to figure new things out because it's hard for me. That, that skill acquisition that you're talking about, once you get it, you know, you kind of have it right mm-hmm. fitness you just build on it yeah it, it, it's there right like the, the funniest thing but you know riding a manual for like a really long time it, it is a is pretty tricky definitely harder than i said somebody if if right now you could say tim you can you can win the national championships or you can manual for like two months and then go into a nose pivot you know just the the coolest thing i'm like oh i'll take the i'll take the manual <laughs> Most pivot because now I've got it forever. I can enjoy that. How many days? You know, the the win would be cool and it'd be great that day, and you'd be able to look back on it a little bit. But it's gone, right? Like the skill acquisition is there for pretty much. You know, you've got it, and and so you can actually get to use it more, and it, it it's super fun that way. And 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 not nothing against traditional, you know, racing. I I loved it and I did it forever, but I'm only getting slower, right? Like I can mm-hmm. still against people my age and there's still that competitive you know do you enjoy racing which i did but i, I mean i've been racing i started racing when i was nine started running 5k i've been doing it forever i don't need the racing piece uh anymore and i'm only getting slower like my it's kind of a weird thing but if, if you get started in this early you know I'm, I'm way past my my potential so it's like yeah it's still cool and i still like a, like an, a leisurely ride but I want a new chance. I want something new. I want, I, I'm only going to get better in this, you know, gravity pace side of thing. I, I like that. I like there's room to grow. So at 51 and a half, I, I like that piece of mountain biking too. Like there's just so much more to grow. So, yeah, yeah. I guess that's why we love mountain biking. <laughs> I'll take my chances with a tree versus a car, but because <laughs> the tree, the tree doesn't move. It's on me. Like if I crash mountain biking, it's all me. I've had a few running trees already, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm a tree hugger. <laughs> Never heard that. I remember my first uh, not straight on uh, bunny hop over a tree, and I was like losing my mind that I was able <laughs> to turn and within two to three feet hit that bunny hop, not thinking about it too much. I was like, that was the coolest thing ever. Yeah. And that's probably was like six months into me starting to mountain bike, and I was like, 
Okay, this is awesome. I can't get this on the road ever. So it's just one. Yeah, like you said, it's it's skill progression completely, you know, getting that stuff down. So you also coach clinics, mountain bike clinics. Why do you do it? What's so great about, you know, getting more people into the sport? So, yeah, it it is. I was just saying that the other day, the the clinic piece, it's super cool. You're, you know, you're face to face. And and when people, you know, traditional training, it's a slow process, right? You get little gains and you get little good feelings, but it, it, it's, it's stretched out. Like I'm like, yeah, give me six months where a lot of the people, you know, you work with them for a couple of hours and you can just see the, the aha moments. Plus, you know, you're out in the woods. It's cool. It's, it's their hobby. They're stoked. Yes. Stoked. That's what they're, they're stoked to see you. <laughs> be there everybody's in a good mood most i mean sometimes you know you don't always see like skills and sometimes you need the reps and it's going to take a while but others and you can just in two hours you can be like they're like oh wow you know it depends on the rider right somebody's relatively new you're like oh you just you just mentioned you know how they maybe should have their feet on their pedals and they're like well yeah it's it's just being part of that progression right i mean bikes in the woods getting better i mean how's that a job right it's it's yeah what, what's not to love so it's the teacher in you yeah it, it does go back to that right i and teacher i was an art teacher right so the music's playing every friday we're making pancakes and you know <laughs> we play projects it's like not too shabby you know happy days the, the clinic pieces is, is it's just fun I, again it you know this is my business so it's just just a, a, a another way to do what I do and, and, you know, obviously there's the income stream to it, which is obviously not terrible either. And I always had the idea, but I never really, I was just always going with the coaching and COVID just really accelerated because I, I was just, all right, we're going to build trails. We're going to build this. And this goes not amazing, but it's, it, it's a pretty good backyard build. I've got quite a, quite an array of things from a brand new rider all the way up to, I've had some people here that are, you know, just, just buddy, not, not clinics, but buddies that are really good. And they're like, it's obviously not a downhill park, but it's also right here. <laughs> so it's, it's pretty, yeah, I love it. I love getting, clicking on somebody's workout and like, okay, how'd this one go? What do we got? What do we got? It's kind of like an exciting, it's like, okay, I'm going to click. And this was like a key workout and let's see what, how they feel, what were the numbers? And it's kind of exciting, but also my sitability is not great. Uh, you might be able to figure that out. So, you know, I can sit at the computer two hours starts to and now this time of year, it's like, two hours i've got a list of people but the way i do it i there's no way i could just do everybody like on a saturday or sunday right for the week so i have people per day and i've, I've got my list of names it's, you know sometimes it's like six people a day um i've just got to get through those names and then deal with any text if, if, if somebody that's not on that list on that day is texting me that's fine that's great but once i get through that list um i'm done so sometimes i'll i'll, I'll get you know I, sometimes people have probably seen it i'll i'll start putting comments in it 4 35 a.m if i get up like i go to bed at eight and i'm you know i'm kind of up at four i'll put in a couple hours the sun will be coming up and i'll be like all right i got a few people done i grab my shovel and, and i head out there and dig so i love that part of it too I, I i can't just i just can't be at the computer all day it just doesn't exist for me so i love that part of it too getting out working with people or, or digging either one <laughs> my daughter and and wife are totally into the the gravity thing too my wife's actually gonna gonna take the pmbia course it's a, it's a family deal so i'm fairly new 
to the Syracuse scene. Like I said, I've been mountain biking for years, but I moved back about a year and a half ago. And I'm really curious, what is there to do for Syracuse mountain biking? What do you have for trails? Where to go? Yeah. Besides uh, the dirt disco, where do I go? I would say, and Laura can chime in, but in, in right in the CNY area, CNY dirt does a, does a good job. Right off the top of my head, you got Morgan Sanction Trails. You've got Morgan Hill. You've got Green Lakes. You've got Do Good. You've got Great Bear. You also have Greek Peak Downhill Park. And Split, Split Rock, to some degree, is sanctioned. In the unsanctioned category, you have Sky Top. That's where I always ride. It's closest to me. I think, did I miss any there, Laura? Morgan Hill, Green Lakes, Do Good, Great Bear, Greek Peak, Split Rock, and Sky Top. That's it. Yeah, the last two are a little less official. Split Rock has a cool group. Um, that that part of the system over there is is quote unquote sanctioned. They own it. it, it they, those guys have a cool vibe and girls. And Sky Top is completely unsanctioned, but it's been that way for ever so you know people go there it's not like super or there's a bird sanctuary too but that, i don't know how much that gets used and we we now have the syracuse pump track downtown oh right yep the pump track that that's cool and i think they're going to pave it and if you're into the black mama skate park is is pretty rad too that's definitely more it's, it's more skater but they are going to put in hopefully a, a little bit of a jump line so in the winter if you went to like black mamba even with uh, a small mountain bike you know you could they're probably going to put in a, a strip, some some box jumps, which you could could play with. So I think that's it. And hopefully cranks blue someday, but I don't know if they're coming back. But if they do, that'd be rad. I don't know if you've ever heard you. They were they were like a. I didn't know. You know, I kicked myself because at the time I wasn't into this type of riding. And cranks blue here, and I'm like, oh, I'm not going to go there. I'm going to I'm going to break my collarbone, right? And here, that place was was legit. I talked, they said that was the best place in the country. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> there was something with, with with the building that was out of their control. And, and so Crank's Blue isn't what it used to be, but they, they there's talk that it comes back. Because I believe, yeah, I, I heard of Crank's when it was working and I was living in Ohio then. So we had, we had Ray's Mountain Bike Park. And I've heard rumors that there's currently someone trying to build a indoor facility in Rochester. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. I did a podcast with, with Tony last year and that gentleman was on. I don't know if it's gained any traction, but, you know, that would be sick, too. There is kind of a bike park out there, too. It's more of a skate park, bike park, uh, again, kind of like Black Mamba, uh, Breaking Free, which is pretty cool. But again, you know, if you're a if you're a beginner, you go there, you'll be like, you wouldn't even know what to do. It's like, what is this? Very humbling. Yeah, because up in my area in Watertown, we have a indoor skate slash bmx place in in our mall called the compound that opened up two months ago so but it's it's not mountain bike friendly it's basically bmx where one of my bike shops is trying to get in a deal with them right now that they can have some adult bmx rentals because all they have right now is kids i'm gonna have to check that out yeah i just got i just got my bmx bike i'm i'm totally into that quarter pipe half pipe trying to they're open they're open every day of the week from i believe 10 to 5 the compound in the salmon run mall in watertown the trails i can think of yeah yeah so obviously you know you two have been instrumental in the helping me for what's coming this summer with my short track series i know there's a mountain bike race i believe that's part of nys mountain bike in vernon what are what besides including those what are you excited about when it comes to you know events this year around uh, our area the mountain bike racing scene is 
it's a little lacking. I mean, the, define our area. Rochester has a couple good um, series, you know, weeknight training series. They've got two. Uh, I don't know. I I don't know if Full Moon Vista is going to do one this year. They always have. And of course, there's the the other one that's bit, that's at YMCA. Par, I, I think it, I think it's still called Park Ave. Park Ave. I don't know if it's the Park Ave series. It, anyway, it may be still be called the Park Ave series. But there's a series um, at the YMCA. I think it's out in like Pittsburgh. And then Full Moon Vista does one, and of course Farmall does one. And people love the Farmall course, and that's coming right up in May. So if you if you're if, if you're talking local, if Rochester counts, you know those those three series out there are, are pretty sick. Tilden Hill is doing one um, again. They did it in July. Um, yours is coming up. You're doing two in July, two in August, uh, one in July, three in August. Stoked on that. I'm actually going to do some here. Um, I'm going to do in June on Tuesdays. You know, the beauty about that, the weekday mountain bike things is, you know, everybody doesn't have to compete against each other where, where weekends get like, Oh my God, uh, cross with weekends. Yeah, I think. And then, and then there's the, like you said, there's the New York state mountain bike series. I think one's in Norwich. It's kind of growing. Um, oh, Wheelerville, if you call that local, this might not, I don't know how many of your listeners are into this, but they're doing an enduro series, which if you know is you, you got to, got to pedal up, but you're not timed. And then there's your timed on different segments coming down, which to me, it, it, that's a cool race format because, you know, it, it, it's a, it's a full day thing. Like you've got a fuel for a full day and, and just because you know, you're, you're right up slow, but you still got to ride up and you're riding up a pretty heavy bike. So just going up slow has its, has its cost, right? There's a certain uh, work rate going on there that just to get up the hill means something and it can affect the way, you, you know, go down. So there's an endurance component to that. I'm pretty stoked on that too. And I'm obviously super excited for my course because um, I love making courses. It eats up a lot of time because I'm like, well, this would be awesome. But I'm like, geez, I don't freak anybody out. I better make, I better make a beeline. And then it's like, oh my God, double people like me. <laughs> I think that's it. I don't know, Laura, if you know of anything else, but in the, in the general area, I think it's it's the three out in Rochester, Alan, your race, Tilden Hill, the New York State Series uh, in Norwich. There might even be two kind of local. There's yeah, there's an yes, there's one in Tilden Hill too. There's a, a I think a New York State mountain bike race in in Tilden, and then the Wheelerville uh, enduro races. If you want to check that, and with the enduro races, you know. Don't be afraid that you're most of the tracks. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to do live free and fly, but most of the tracks, any moderate mountain biker can get down. It's just how fast can you get it down? There's not really any mandatory huge gaps or anything. I think that's it. What about you, Laurie? Anything? Yeah. I mean, again, like I'm, I'm very new to the mountain bike scene, so I'm just kind of learning about what all is out there. So yeah, Alan, I'm definitely excited for your series. I think that's going to be a lot of fun, especially for me because I am pretty new to it. I did that, uh, a short course race last weekend and really just loved it. That was my first, like just pure mountain bike, you know, not doing a triathlon. Yeah. It definitely got me like really pumped to do more of those. So I'm looking forward to Tim, your Tuesday night series. Cause that's going to be, you know, convenient for me close by and just give me a lot more practice if if that fits into my training schedule but <laughs> well, um yeah pretty excited just to to try some new things in mountain biking now, i don't know how many people actually know this about my series but the last race is going to have an additional race there's going to be a four lap relay race 
Oh, that's a great idea. A uh, two to four person four lap relay race. You cannot do consecutive laps. You have to tag somebody in every time. And there's going to be awards through my sponsor of Roads and Orchards of a bottle of wine for first place in the all male, all female, and mixed categories. Yeah, right on. That's a great idea. That's a great so, idea. But the best thing is it's right after the expert race, so it's it kind of evens the playing field some ways because they'll be yeah. a little, they'll be a little exhausted. So it kind of gives yeah. the intermediates a good chance to race against the experts and maybe beat them. Yeah, yeah that'll be sick. What is currently getting you stoked on bicycles? I mean, it, it's a little tricky because I just got the, the BMX bike and now I'm like, you know, as soon as we get done with this podcast, I just bought some screws. I'm going out and I'm building this kind of cool drop in the woods. It's kind of janky, but not too janky. But right now, get, I'm, I'm stoked on, on making stuff and testing it and guinea pigging it. Just the whole spring vibe. But equally stoked is is uh the bmx thing and my wife she can we kind of have a runny joke because she she kind of makes fun of me and my daughter about it because she's like oh you're gonna jam your foot in your tire and you know you do like all this stuff right and it's can and, and i agree like coming from traditional riding it's like it doesn't even feel like like what am i doing but then you get into it it's it's two wheels and flow and there's just talk about many so many things like how many different variations and little tricks you can do and let's face it we live in we live in cny i'm stoked on it in the when i started getting into it in the, in the late late winter and you know i should say i should just go ski i always was a skier but it's so dodgy and it's so conditions based sometimes you know if you get great conditions but others so i'm just like the conditions are always the same in, in, in the skate park so so I'm I'm stoked on building and testing trails and, and BMX. Yeah. Aging in reverse, as Matt Timmerman says. <laughs> For me, definitely like the springtime weather has me stoked right now. It you know, we haven't had a harsh winter, but it still feels like it's just been long and wet and miserable. And I feel like I've been washing bikes every weekend since beginning of cross season. So I'm just happy to have dry trails to ride on right now and not wear like layers of clothing and be cold the whole time. Yeah, just like what we've been talking about, just because mountain biking is what I'm currently focusing on and it's the newest discipline for me. I'm just really stoked on that right now and just getting to feel and see that progress every time I ride. It's, you know, it's really exciting when you go out and feel like you've just conquered something every ride. Totally. What about you, Alan? Back on you. Well, I'm excited to just continue to, I don't know, do more. Is it is it weird? No. It, it's always funny. I, I was an assistant series director with uh, Cap City Cyclocross in Columbus for a while. And my series director always said he never had enough time to ride as much as he wanted to. And now I understand that. <laughs> but I'm actually okay with that. I'm okay with the fact that, you know, I'm because I'm putting in the time to make things work that things are hopefully going to be successful in my area and we're going to get more people on bikes and we've got the kids team that all the proceeds from the short track series is going to for next year and you know just being able to give back i think is what's getting me more stoked than anything i mean it was nice to ride outside yesterday and i'm looking forward to this beautiful weather but there's a bigger picture in my mind right, yeah. Good on you. people like you are important right. keeps us stoked <laughs> well thanks for coming on today any last words yeah, yeah, it's been awesome. Thanks for having us. Yeah, and thanks for all you do. I do what I do. Hats off to you because you know you're kind of you're, you're you're reaching a different population. Probably, you know, anybody that comes to me is already into bikes. <laughs> <laughs> I have thought about doing some kids camps. I just I just haven't launched them yet. But you know that 
that's in the works. But um, yeah, no, thanks for having us. Pretty trashed at the end. Trashed in a good way or a bad way? Good way. Oh, yeah. All right, good. Yeah. I mean, this heat is kind of like uh, yeah. a, a shock to the system for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. A lot, got a lot of texts. Hey, my heart rate's a little high today. What do you think? Yeah, I can <laughs> see that. Yeah. Yeah. I was just happy about the last couple of days of riding. It's literally just been Yeah. Not like I want it to be base, but I'm just happy to be able to go for hours and hours that I was never really able to do before. Uh, yeah. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Stoked on Spokes podcast. If you enjoyed it, please like, subscribe, rate us, and tell your friends about it. Check out our Patreon page where you can get a lot more bonus content. All full unedited videos all after banter where things get crazy sometimes and early previews for the next episode. It's all available for only $3 a month and follow our Instagram and Facebook to stay up to date on all the things we are working on until next time. Just keep rolling.